0: Welcome back to another episode of the podcast of the show, Lead Singer Syndrome, a podcast where I, your host, Shane Told, speaks to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. We got a very, very special episode this week. It's a live podcast, Fearless Records. Flew me out to Los Angeles, California to speak with three of my very good friends. We all got together. They had this really awesome pop-up shop that they have right in downtown LA. And we had this incredible, amazing, inspirational conversation with Vic from Pierce the Veil, Aaron from Under Oath, and Telly of The Word Alive, three Amazing people, amazing friends, and I was so happy to be able to do this, and now bring it to you guys. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I want to thank Fearless Records so much for having me out, and congratulations to them. 25 years they've been a label. They've changed a lot. They've changed a lot in 25 years, but I will say, I am an OG Fearless Records guy. I mean... The Aquabats, Bigwig, Gob, At The Drive-In. They put out some amazing, classic, punk, ska, emo records back in the day, and they still continue to put out awesome stuff from the bands I just mentioned. Pierce the Veil, Under Oath, The Word Alive, and so many more. I Prevail, nominated for two Grammys this year. Congrats to Fearless Records on everything they got going on. Before we get into that, I want to remind you, you can always get in touch with me. It's very easy. You can send me an old fashioned email, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my email. I am okay at responding. I'm pretty good, pretty good at responding, not the best, but I do read them all. So if you want to get in touch, feel free to do that. Add me on social media. The show is at Syndrome. On Instagram, at LeadSingerSyn, S-Y-N, on Twitter. My handle is at Shane Told on just about everything. So you can find me, add me, and uh, you can get in touch with me that way as well. And, you know, people are always asking, Shane, how can I help the show? What can I do to support this thing that you put out every single week for free? And I have an answer to that and it's called the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. I started this thing three years ago, this club, and it's been so awesome. I've met so many friends through it, and basically, it's what keeps the lights on around here. For as little as $6 a month, you can sign up, you get access to incredible bonus episodes, merchandise shipped right to your door, access to me, I do question and answer sessions every few months. All this other stuff that I do, I upload. And of course, access to an incredible community of other fans of the show. We do meetups all over the world. And I'm telling you, you're going to make a lot of friends. So check it out. The link is LeadsingerSyndrome.com slash All Access. Again, that's as little as $6 a month that gets you in. And it really does help support this show being free. LeadsingerSyndrome.com slash All Access. I'll tell you it's been a very strange week being here in Los Angeles just a few miles away from where Kobe Bryant was killed in that horrible horrible helicopter crash along with his daughter. It has just been so painful and being around here, you know, going past the Staples Center and just seeing everyone from in Los Angeles, even people not from Los Angeles just being so sad. And man, I, you guys know, if you listen to this, I'm a huge sports fan, a huge basketball fan and Kobe Bryant has been so inspirational for so many people. I, uh, I don't know. I don't always talk about stuff like this on the podcast, but for some reason I feel compelled to mention it and talk about him and what incredible, incredible person he was and what he meant to so many people in Los Angeles and, um, And around the world, a lot of people don't know. He spoke four languages. He grew up in Italy. He was an ambassador for the global game of basketball. And being Canadian and what basketball has meant to the city of Toronto, especially over the last year, it really is a sad, sad day. And uh, rest in power, Kobe. You will be missed dearly, but never forgotten. Anyway, let's jump in to my conversation with Vic Fluentes of Pierce the Veil, Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath, and Telly Smith of The Word Alive. I'm You good you can start this all right this is this is awesome um first of all i want to thank fearless for having me and these fine gentlemen here all together to talk about things mm-hmm. that's what we do it's a podcast yeah woo uh yeah feel free to you know celebrate this like you know you can applaud uh we're gonna be at i can ask we're gonna ask some questions later or whatever it's it's awesome. And we don't do this live very often, so I'm excited.
1: Me too, Shane. How many do you I have love you. live? Only a couple.
2: <sighs>
0: I think this is only the third technical, them all. technically live. Do you really? I'm
2: like a massive fan, yeah. Do you? I, to- I swear. Do you have, do you have a favorite a uh, one? Um, You know, probably the William one. Um, William? Uh, from uh Allison Chains. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was number 200. That was right after we finished that tour. And yeah. Um, I never heard him talk on that tour. (laughs) So I was sort of just like nerded out about it.
0: Isn't that funny? A lot of people that haven't done touring or bands or whatever, they think you go on tour and like the second you get there, it's like you're in like school and you're like all friends and like you do everything together and everyone sits in like a cafeteria and eats lunch together. It's like, no, like I, I, we went on tour with Avril Lavigne in Japan. It's kind of random. I know.
3: That sounds amazing. Uh,
0: for three weeks, did not. E- I saw her once, off stage,
1: once, and that's like kind of normal. Have you ever experienced like um, that? You have to realize that you don't all come from the same background in the same city and the same vibe except we're both from canada literally like she's two hours from me oh well yeah that makes sense <laughs> but i but, like, but i know of course of course like you can consider that sure. like you know my band's from san diego we're like chill we're like give me a hug you know and uh and then we tour with like a band like um four year strong from boston and we right. are all just the straight, tough love. the toughest boston most boston as you can get and, and they're just kind of like what are you doing bro like we're, we don't we didn't grow up like hugging each Their other hug you know, is it's, a yeah, head it's nod. it was something we had to learn kind of early on totally yeah they got good beards the best they're Absolutely. like such a bearded band
3: i don't i won't even look at them because i can't grow a beard and it just makes me angry i think i'm the oldest one here besides shane and i can't grow a beard so it's fine
0: it's true yeah okay hmm. i'm winning winning something <laughs> Well, uh, this is really cool, and part of why we're here um, together is the Grammys. I guess. I mean, um, you were nominated last year. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on thank that! You. Like seriously, thank you. So, um, I got to be honest, and I talked a little bit. I had Eric from I Prevail uh, here earlier, and we talked about this because they're nominated for two awards this year, which is awesome. And I was saying, like, historically, growing up, uh, I always like kind of didn't give a shit about the Grammys because. I felt like the music I truly cared about was never represented. And finally, it's there's a little bit of that there, right? Um, what's your take on the, the Grammys and, and like, historically, and how do you guys feel about that? Uh,
1: you're looking at me. I, I mean, I'm just... <laughs> I, I feel like if I looked at Telly, it'd be really I awkward. Know, I I right food beside table. <laughs> all stare right at me. <laughs> no, uh, I think that... Um, I think it's pretty amazing when a band that comes from our scene, our genre gets recognized on such a crazy level. Uh, it kind of always yeah. blows my mind, and I, yeah. I've seen like a, the genre kind of just grow from when I was a kid to you know seeing hundred people playing for you know AFI and stuff like that, up to now where bands on Fearless can get nominated for Grammys, and that's insane to me. So uh, yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's amazing. I'm always like rooting for for the our friends, you know, to do stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, I mean the Grammy
0: metal performance category, which is the one that our friends are typically nominated in has a very funny history. I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was like 89 or 88 or something. The first one, the award went Metallica played at the Grammys, right? Oh so, my God. God. First metal band ever playing the Grammys. Yeah. And then they lost to Jethro tall <laughs>
1: A, a, that was you know, a, with that, the flute. And, that's and, like and a famous it, one.
0: It's know. so. Fa- and then I think that the next three years they gave Metallica the award just to say sorry. <laughs> you know, um, uh, so yeah, it's it's it's. It, but it's so bad. Like when you look back at the the nominations in that category, so much of the time it's irrelevant bands. Sometimes it's live records. Like I think a few years ago, Black Sabbath got nominated for The Wizard. Which originally came out in 1970, mm-hmm. you know, in like 2007 or
3: something. Like that, a live version of that well, is like nominated. A or something.
2: Yeah, weird.
3: Like what? I didn't know that was what? allowed. Well, what I think that what I've seen is it feels like they're trying to like catch up on what they missed from awarding some of these great records and bands. That makes sense. And it's like we are living in this moment where to us it might seem insignificant to what's happening in music today right but we all might not be doing what we're doing without it and i think it's kind of them trying to catch up obviously yeah having Underoath, having i prevail having bands represented that are newer i think that's the first stage of it kind of balancing out if if i'm you know well i think i think i prevail
0: maybe. be is kind of the best example of that because this is their second album it's their breakthrough album I mean, to be honest, to find the great line probably should have got a Grammy nomination too. Absolutely, this is like kind of—they're
2: probably saying sorry about that and giving it to so, so erase me. You know, I guess we can just re-release it and then get a Grammy nomination.
0: <laughs> Do it yeah, live, so. live—that's how it works. <laughs> so, yeah, can you we'll learn add all, all on to a bonus track just so yes. I could get a Grammy? Yes, yes. yes. But yes. but right, Aaron, thank you, bro. when you when you were nominated last year, you know, finally. um, well, yeah, I mean, it's, they've been a band a long fucking time. Shit.
2: Sitting here call me old.
0: Well,
3: we're all old here. Even Telly's old. I am how older old than I look. Yeah. How old are you? If any of you can guess how old I am, I won't really give you anything, but I'll you be surprised. You got fucking glasses on. I don't know. How. That's intentional. <laughs> the older I get, the more I'm like, how can I become more mysterious? And it's just wear sunglasses. Are you 30 yet? Are you oh, 30? yeah, yeah. You do have quite the look. 31. It's, keep going. Wow, rude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm 33. No, that's good. I- that's the most insignificant age. Have you ever met someone who says, I'm 33 years old? I'm 36. It's the same, bro. It, it's like th- I hear 31, 35, all these. I've never met someone who was 33 years old until I looked at myself in the mirror when I turn- had my birthday.
2: No one on earth is No one has ever been
3: 33 ex- until I was. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what did you ask?
0: What did you ask me? Well, I was gonna. Ask, okay, I was gonna ask you. We finally got. You know, you got nominated, and it's a lot of recognition. Um, did it? How does that feel? I mean, I mean, did it change
2: anything? Did it? Did I think, it? I mean, your parents were probably stoked. I mean, that's it, like. I th- I think it's weird because, it, on one hand, you the band that I'm in and the, the way that we grew up, um, it was always like be humble, be humble, be humble. You know, you've known us for how long. You know what I mean? And yeah. And no one ever, we don't ever act like anything's happening. And that's something that we've like self-wired into ourselves. You know, it's a, be cool, like be thankful and be kind and put your head down and do your fucking job. Um, but this one was, you couldn't shake it. We were stoked. You know what I mean? Like, cause if you, yeah. if you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, I'm going to be like, doesn't matter it's just an award it's the fucking grammys man yeah you know what i mean like it's a big deal and i think that you're doing yourself and your public a disservice if you say it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter bullshit it matters it's a big deal yeah we were super stoked but i think for me the hardest thing was kind of knocking down that attitude of like oh it doesn't mean anything like we're humble you know and which is almost Anti, what we were trying to be, I think for us, we sat down and we're like, "This is really special," mm. you know. Somewhere. Yeah, and it was the first record we had made in almost a decade, right? You know, so to be honored for that and to be able to go back around and still have juice in the tank is it means a lot. So, uh, who who beat you guys? High on fire, okay. But they've been nom- they had been nominated like for twenty years or something. Wow, like fifteen really? years. Wow, yeah. Hmm. I and I was if when we lost, I I was like, oh, this is great. We. But I was sitting behind Jerry Cantrell and Jenny was sitting next to Randy. So I don't know if you heard it, but she, he, he goes, well, that's our ninth one we've lost.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Wow.
2: <laughs> and we were, you know, we we're going to tour with him like months later where it was like, you know, right. Sheds filled with people. Yeah. So I didn't really get down on it because I was like, that dude wrote my favorite songs in high school and he just <laughs> lost it the ninth time. So, yeah. you know. Wow.
0: That's crazy. So um, I don't know. I don't really know how to transition to other things. Um, but I did want to take the opportunity because we have four, you know, lead singers that have been doing it a long time of various skill levels. Um, maybe in order <laughs> right here. Uh, well, you're really good, man.
2: <laughs> he is really. He can also play this shit out of a guitar. So. And, yeah, yeah, that's and, true. And,
0: and, like, it's always Ain't interesting because, you know, you, you get four Guys different walks of life like we've got like kind of four different corners of the continent here, you know when you 're talking about where we grew up um, we 're all like in the same kind of age, but you know I, for example, when I sing i don 't really do much warming up, Vic, you warm up for like an hour or more mm-hmm. um, and i just I just think it 's really interesting does um, that take you know how we all do the same thing and do it differently, but I want to ask each one of you what the hardest part of being a singer is and mm-hmm. that can you can take
1: it any way you want like when it, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of that uh, I think the first thing that comes to mind is the constant anxiety and fear of losing my voice on tour it's just like I think my whole demeanor my whole um, whether I'm happy or sad or right. excited or completely fucking scared is whether my voice is working that day whether I wake up and I can make a little, like, a ah, like, little noise inside my bunk, that determines whether uh, this day is going to be good or I'm just going to be it's s- so freaking true. out. It's so true. Because, like, I mean, uh, as our band started growing, you know, and you started playing bigger venues, and you, there was just this pressure to perform a good show every night, and uh, and when you wake up and you're sick or something is just not working right, you're worn out, um yeah, uh, you just to not be able to do the one thing you're supposed to do is like really scary for me. So that I think is my biggest like fear, uh, hardest thing for me on tour. I don't know about you guys, but it's the anxiety of, of it for me, too. Yeah, it's like and I'm I'm in your club.
2: Like we're the, the, the no warm up club. You Very know? little. Yeah. But, but for same. me, for
0: me, warming up is more like kind of what Vic talked about. It's like the test yeah. of like
2: of like, OK, we all have a sound remake today. We all have a sound remake. Yeah, what's your guy's yeah, sound? What, mine is uh <laughs> oh,
1: is that yours? <laughs> no way that's your sound. Yeah. Is is that, that really? Actually? Yeah. yeah. If that works, you know, you have, you have your falsetto. Shane, what is what is your um, Shane?
0: I don't know. I, I kind of just do like a yaw like a ya 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 ya, ya okay. and then I go up until it starts to crack. And then I figure out on a guitar what note that is, and then I go fuck. Okay, okay. So you <laughs> that's that's elaborate, sharp. That's,
1: that's way that's, more. That's elaborate. Oh really? That's, give us your sound. Okay. Your sound.
3: My, mine uh, is kind of like a, a roller coaster. It's like
1: ooh. Okay. And it, so I just I'm oh. like all
3: right, I'm not going to suck that bad tonight, and nice. that's kind of like my thing. And then I used to warm up a lot, like you know Vic, for an extended period of time, and I'm like I have to do this, and then what i found for myself was that was adding to the anxiety because if 100%. i felt i felt like if i didn't hit this note in warm-ups i'm like the show is gonna be horrible when in reality 90 percent of the time i've had shows where i didn't have a voice until like one minute before i went on stage and then i maybe sang the best of the and whole what, year and what I'm is like, that ah, is it doesn't that doesn't
0: matter
2: is that adrenaline
0: that that comes I, over you because that's happened to so. me
2: too before it's where me i've mental. i think right. it, it is adrenaline but like I'm the same way, which is, it really works for him. But if I like put headphones in, Spencer does this every night, Mm -hmm. you know, like turn the shower on in the dressing room. Mm -hmm. And for me, I find that like, if I think I'm totally screwed if I think about it. So I just focus on everything else but Mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like I'll do the test in the morning, but by the time I get to the show, it's like it either is or it isn't. And you know what? (laughs) Most people don't really care if it doesn't. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I know. that yeah. brings me well, that's so what much everybody... peace. Is like if you get up on stage and it's cr- a little cracky, like I'm not gonna go watch a band that I love and be like, "Well, you know, he didn't warm up, and you could fucking tell." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm just not gonna do that. They're up there. They came there. They came there for you. So for me, it's like I try to picture people are just appreciative that you did it. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's given me a lot of peace right. in, in my. Elderly. Uh, I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna go a little controversial with it right now. Oh, I love this. I, I want to know. How, I've had to do this I don't know if you guys Have ever had to take steroids to No sing. I never have I have, I have so have. many times yeah. Oh my god really
3: So many doctors what In America does, wh- have seen what my ass
1: I have Oh like you? the shot yeah, The shot yeah. in the ass thing Yeah shot and, Or in the I've heard the arm, shot in the ass yeah. Or what or the, or the arm or whatever I've only yeah. ever had it in the ass
3: I've had arm ass oh. And I had one time Literally in my throat Ah Bro yeah. it, was, it was
1: brutal so, Okay but so I was super, doctor super sick. So I
0: don't I don't even know this option. In fact, I've done two over two hundred episodes, of the, and this has been talked about very little. Mm. This um, the performance-enhancing drugs of <laughs> of lead singers. It really is. But, uh, but so so what happens? So you is this like when you're sick, or like you've had a couple bad shows, and you need something to get over the hump? It's or is usually, it like or like you wake up in your bunk and you're like, ah, and it's not there.
1: It's usually dire straits. It's like the L.A. show. Yeah. It's the last show of the tour. You're so worn out. You Home have town. you barely can talk anymore, and it's like the big show that everyone the industry's going to be here everyone's going to be here and they're like this is the big show and it's and you're so worn out that you can barely do anything and um i've had to do it a couple times where it it basically just alleviates all the swelling in your throat so that you can let sound out again wow and Man, that, that it's sick
2: like, yeah, like a chest cold. I feel. I feel like if you're on the road, the worst thing that you can do is get a chest cold. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Like yes, totally. Like, <laughs> once that. you
3: start coughing, you mm-hmm. can't you're stop. S- you're screwed.
1: Yeah, because then it
2: swells it
0: all up, right? I, so like, who who do you call for this? Shot? Rock docs? rock docs a rock
1: yeah. doc. They're yeah. actually called rock docs, yeah. by the way. Oh, okay. This is the real term for that doctor that comes out and, yeah. and helps you out. I
3: got the full list. I'll send it to you just in case.
1: <laughs> I, I like. Yeah. Oh, I, we got I one. Know about this? We got I, one one time. We were playing. It was
2: right after Under Earth got back together. We were playing at the Nokia, like five day announcement, and it sold out. New York City? No, here. Oh, oh okay. I, thought yeah, I said Nokia. Yeah. Um, it's right. It, it, it is. It, Nokia. Oh, there's it a
3: Nokia used to here be Nokia, too. Nokia. Now it's Novo. I think Novo. It was oh, okay. Novo.
2: Yeah. So we uh, we called this rock doc, and he came out, and he gave us all six of us medicine, and I felt crazy, like I had <laughs> just done. All of Pablo Escobar's cocaine. I felt <laughs> insane, and we found out they gave us all pure ephedrine to like just get us through the show. It was oh, God. insane. <laughs> wow, I thought we were going nice. to die. Is there a
1: video
3: of the show? I That's never happened to me, by the way. Well, uh, n- I've never had a was drug dealer. <laughs> no, he was a doctor. Does the
0: when you uh, when you when they give one. you yeah. when they give you the steroid shot, does it like make you feel like? Does it do anything? To in me, terms I, of to like me, a, I feel it in my eyes a little bit.
3: Like it's kind of like. Drinking a lot of coffee or something, and you're like, yeah. "There's something happening huh. inside of me, but it's Sometimes not like an overwhelming it, feeling."
2: Sometimes they couple it with a B12 shot too, which I've had, which does make you feel kind of zippy. Yeah,
1: I've never felt anything. off Interesting. I don't know, but wow! Sorry to sidetrack out. this we are uh, conversation some shit today, boys and girls. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I love this. This is this is going awesome. I just like relating to to people like sometimes you know like other singers when you find out that they do the same thing that you do it makes you feel less crazy for doing it absolutely <laughs> we've had yeah. rock
2: docs come out like in other countries mm-hmm. we found doctors in like england and germany and all kinds of stuff i just feel i just picture this old
0: man with a briefcase <laughs> like, that's it truck like trudging in and opening it and just syringes of like that's pretty just, much that's pretty, <laughs> i don't know why Pretty close to that okay. it kind of is all right. Right. All right, well, while we're on the topic of of things that everyone's probably interested in hearing about, um, we're all people that have written a lot of lyrics. And I think that lyric writing is probably the, for some people, it's very, very difficult. The most difficult, for some people, it's the most important. For some people, don't think of it that way. And I remember when we did a podcast together, Vic, Hmm. you told me that you write an entire basically like albums worth of music finished completely. And then you just add the vocals after and you don't even think about the vocals until that. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering how that approach differs from like the way that you do it, Aaron and the way that you do it, telly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like your approach to when you are, uh, you know, coming up with lyrics, which ultimately yeah. is what so many people are gravitated towards your respect- respective bands for.
1: Yeah, I think uh starting as a guitar player first, I think was where that comes from for me. You know, um I that's what I learned first was playing guitar and then started singing after. So uh I always focused on the music more or is the or more so that it was the easiest thing for me, it comes to me easier and the lyrics always were the um thing that took a lot more time and a lot more uh I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. That's just kind of how I always worked with music first because of my guitar playing. Yeah,
0: it's, I'm just surprised that you don't, like, to not even think about it. I mean, you, you would say, like, you, you know, like, you kind of know if the music's going to work that you'll be able to come up with mm-hmm. a vocal over it. The same way that if the chords make sense, you can always write a lead guitar part over
1: it. Like, you treat a vocal like that, which I thought was like, a really interesting... Um, Interesting take. I think my my take on it is if the music itself can give you emotion without words, then it's a great start. Wow. So, like, you know, if you're feeling things, if you're like, this is really sad or this is really um, taking me to a place, um, that's where I start. Like, it has to have that base. And then then I'm like, I already feel like I have something and I can go from there, you know? Hmm.
3: I mean, even though I am not a crazy guitar player like Vic and i do create a lot of the the vocal stuff after music it is still the same way for me i i didn't start like actually like writing songs for our band until like the last few records but for me even when i was listening to songs that weren't my own i was listening for that emotional connection and be like okay this song makes me feel something and then Mm -hmm. if it made me feel something then i would be like what what does it make me feel? Is there a story that resonates because of that emotion? Yes. And it kind of like sets you into this path. Um, but I also, I write lyrics like year round, but it, it'll be a line or it'll be a random thing. Sometimes it ends up being used years later. Sometimes it means nothing, but it just gets me started on a melody. Um, so for me, it's just, I, I tune into the emotion of of the musical aspect. I don't like to write uh, I would never write a song melody first because I want to accent what the music's doing rather than just build... I, I I don't know. It just doesn't work for me trying it like, hey, this melody sounds really cool. I mean, Linkin Park is a great example of you don't need to even shift notes at times to have a powerful thing, but it's because of everything totally. else that happens. So yeah. in theory, anything can be catchy you know right it, it, that that's irrelevant so i try to focus on the melody way later right mm. well it's I interesting
0: you that. bring up that 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 you know that feeling like has anybody here listened to a song and there's like this one part of a song even when you hear it over and over again there's one part of the song and you just feel like like you get like the chills kind of Does so mm-hmm. everyone ha- has everyone had that happen or some people i have like i could want to make it my life's mission to figure out what what that is because it's God, like, what is that? Is that is that a, a note? Is that a lyric? <clears throat> no, I, I know
1: exactly what you're saying. Is it, exactly is it the setup
0: saying. to it? Uh, what makes that phenomenon happen? Because that is, I think that is why music is so powerful. Because of that one thing that you feel. Like there's this one, for example, um, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of Frank Turner. There's this one fucking song called I Am Disappeared. And the second verse starts and this kick drum starts and he hits this one note. And every time my whole body just like, tingles at this one moment in the song doesn't matter how many times i've heard the song and i to this day i don't know like scientifically why Mm -hmm. that happens but there's got to be a reason
1: i don't know i i remember exactly uh the time when um i was dating my high school girlfriend and her brother uh you know i had my high school band and he was listening to our music and he was like uh, gave me goosebumps and i was like and I, th- I always remember that cuz like whenever you get that feeling it's uh it's special and that's that's when you know you have something right and lately it's i've been laughing whenever i hear something like that i feel like is really like i got something really good like when the part hits i just i start laughing cuz i'm like this is i'm like hell yes, <laughs> this is going to be great yeah, yeah. I'm like like, like, i think i think i'm laughing cuz i can't wait till to see what it does like later you know live and on the record and stuff totally I have a theory. I
2: think it's, um, I don't think it's science. I think it's, I mean, obviously you could probably talk about like sound waves or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I think it's honesty. That's what I really think. I think when an artist, whether it's music or we're talking about lyrics now, but Hmm. when anything happens and it makes you feel something, I think it's because that person that made that, it's like they intended for something to be completely them. Mm -hmm. I really do. And then you get a little weird glimpse inside of somebody's window. When you hear that, and you're like, whoa. Huh. There's and like a kinda,
0: strange recorded telepathy. I think that that someone's that that makes sense that's my you. literal
2: theory. Because I, yeah. Wow, I think, deep. I think for me, the most important thing about music um, is how truthful are you being? And I, I don't mean like writing out exactly, but like with all of it, like what's your motive? You know, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing for me is like when you, when I sit down to make music, I always try with my whole gut not to have a motive that motive should be like, this is where I am. Bleh, here it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think yep. that we live in a world where a, a lot is contrived. You know? A lot of stuff is contrived. So I really think that when you don't contrive something, when it's unequivocally you, I think that's when
3: it really is
1: percent. Oh, the best. I agree. You know what I
3: mean? Absolutely. And I'm also going to be switching to your rock doctors now because whatever <laughs> mm. is
1: creating this, mm. dude, I, I, I agree. like <laughs> I think that <laughs> I haven't seen one in a while. When you're saying that, I was just like, I know you all maybe have heard a song on the radio where like you just feel like they spent no time making that song, and it's just like it's not there, you know, like that that emotion and that truth that you're talking about. I can I can call it. I feel like I can call it out. Like I'm just like, this is them in the studio, and they just went with what they right. had and it and didn't kind of like bring it there and bring it to a real place. Um, and I get that feeling sometimes. Um, but yeah. that's just, that just made me think about that.
2: I was listening to, uh, a Dax Shepherd podcast this morning, podcast. me too, this morning on the treadmill. And, um, he had a singer on that I'll leave unnamed, but he was a country singer. And in Nashville with country music, it's like a song farm, you know, there's songwriters run that town. So people pick songs and he's like, yeah, man, you, you know, they always say you better pick a hit that you like because you're gonna have to sing it, and I'm like, huh? Like, <laughs> can is you it? Imagine a- if that's the way it worked <laughs> for our band. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's. Yeah. But you're right. Like, even even you can hear the these songs on the radio, and you're like, I'm gonna call bullshit on that right now, <laughs> even though it's catchy, <laughs> right. it's perfectly made. Like, I'm never gonna feel anything from it. So for me, I think that it's got to be that window, that cut open heart window. You know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. I love the talk. Um, so I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but because this is a live, live atmosphere and we're all having fun here, I think, uh, I always love to talk about, everyone loves to hear tour stories and, um, you know, thinking about us all knowing each other for so long, like talking about over 10 years and we've all been on tour. I've I've toured with all three bands. I don't know if you've toured with each other. Um, but I just love hearing about the memories that people have when it's like you remember something happened and you can't believe that it actually happened, but it happened because you you were there and it happened. And I, I just wonder if anybody has a tour story off the cuff that's a good one that would entertain the people that graciously are <laughs> listening to this right now. Oh, God. Uh, I know it's kind of the worst question, but it's also the best question.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I always... Go to... God, there's so many. My mind is flying. I could start. Flying. Yeah, you, you start me <laughs> off and uh, I'll... So
0: we, we were on tour with Bayside one time, and this would have been 2003. We both put out our first albums, and we went out to California for the first time. So we, we were going down the coast. We got two speeding tickets on the way to the show, trying to make it. So that was a bum out. And uh, we played the show. There was not a lot of people. And we didn't have a place to stay, and we, uh, we're able to, so, you know, what you do is you put the sign at the merch table. Can we stay at your house? Mm. Six people. And someone comes around and, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you can, you can stay at my house. It's cool. So, uh, we're like, all right. So we follow this guy and they always say it's 20 minutes away, but it's like, it's all always more like, like an hour. So we get to this house <laughs> and the guy says, Hey, can you, can you guys park the, uh, the, the, just don't park in front of the house. Can you park like down the street a bit? I'm like, all right. So we park, we get in the house, and it's a nice house. And he's like, yeah, help yourself, all the food in the fridge, whatever you want, whatever, you know. And the guy's like, hey, I got this trick. I'm like, trick, okay, what, what's the trick? He's like, oh, oh, it's, it's really cool. So the guy pulls down his pants, and his friend pours lighter fluid on his genitals and he lights his balls on fire what? right in front of us without provoked we didn't ask for this trick so and the funny part was like was he had a lot of trouble putting the fire out his friend was hitting him on the dick with oh, wow yeah I got with like a tea towel from this house so a lot of us were you know pretty weirded out at that point Couple people were like, "Yeah, I'm sleeping in the fucking van." And what what happened next was kind of interesting. Is I started looking around the house, and there was like family photos, and I realized it wasn't his house. He was his his parents were house sitting for this house. It was his neighbor. Oh God! So we were in the house, and um, we're like, "What's like What's going on?" He's like, "Oh no, it's okay. Like, when are they? Like, are they coming back? Like." He said, like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna come back like tomorrow morning, at eight a.m. You guys have to be out by then." <laughs> I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and that guy's in a band now called uh, Heart in Hand. If anyone's oh, okay. ever heard, it. yeah. Okay. Did you guys bounce the guy you know, with his, his balls s- on fire? Yeah. That did you guy's stay? A, the that night? guy's a singer in a band now. Wow. I want to have him on the podcast. I would have left. You did, you s- <laughs> did you stay? Uh, I stayed. Yeah, it was really bad. Well, I, the van was full. There's only so many people could sleep in the van. So there was like three people in there. I was like, "Shit!" And I, I, it was so weird. I slept in like this, like girls' bedroom. <laughs> it was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it was not cool. We
2: we stayed at a house one time, and we get there, and she's like, "This this girl let us stay at her place." And same thing, merch table, and um, I forget where it was. It would it would have been like, 'o three as I'm well.
1: A, I'm assuming all these stories happened when we were driving ourselves. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Once yeah. you get before bus, tour buses, nothing cool happens anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> so we we get to this house
2: and she's like I only have one bathroom I'm so sorry and we were all disgusting and she's like you guys can just take turns I'm like fine so Spencer comes and gets me he goes get the fuck in here I'm like I'm not coming in the bathroom with you like what you? he's like get in here and I swear to god this is true I open the shower curtain and there's a skunk just there it is there's a skunk in the tub in in the tub well, It's like a stand up shower stall and oh, okay and and so i tim is always the person in our band that i'm like go fucking talk to them you know what i mean like so he goes and he he goes and, and tells this girl did you know there was a skunk in your shower and she's all yeah that was my that was my pet skunk can you you can just pick him up and move him whoa so we're like Wait, it was it was it was alive. It was, yes. Oh, I thought
0: it was a dead skunk. Okay. Yes. A live skunk. It was a, a live skunk. It was That's a, not a thing.
2: It was a live skunk, and she's like, "Yeah, just pick him up and move him." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" Like Spencer's naked with the towel around him over here, and I'm like, "Dude, this is shot." So we and we literally got dressed and left.
3: Yeah, wow. I, I couldn't
2: pick up. I couldn't pick up the skunk. Another one, really quick. Shane and I. We went to Europe together for the first time, Silverstein and Under Yes, we did. 2005. And, and we shared a bus, an uh, 18-bunk bus with 21 people. That's okay. right. I've done that before. Three
0: people had to sleep wherever. It, it, Not in bunks and lounges we, or on the floor. You, you and I
2: had a bed for sure. Yeah, we did. But I remember that someone... Um, They're made for like ski trips. Y- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our tour manager <laughs> had eaten... The bus driver, his name was Tricky and he yeah. hated us. He hated <laughs> us. All of us. Um,
0: I'll never forget the first day we were playing Cardiff Wales and I'm watching you guys play and I'm just like sitting watching guys drinking a beer and I hear some English guy talk and I look and it's, and it's a guy drinking a beer and I don't do a double take and I'm like, that's our fucking driver watching (laughs) a beer. (laughs) Oh yeah. Watching our show. But he should be asleep. Dude, He had a
2: piece of pizza in the fridge. just towards the end of the tour and it had like these little squids on it. I don't know how you say squid plural. I think it's just squid. Like calamari, but okay. like the tentacle part. Mm-hmm. And like all these th- pieces of fish and shit. And our tour manager thought it, there was no food anywhere. We all got sick on the tour. It was a disaster. But he ate this pizza pizza, and he woke up middle night sick. And you guys, were, we were all sleeping. But he threw up in the sink of the bus, and Ugh. little squid pieces clogged the sink. That's disgusting. And all night you could hear it sloshing onto the floor. <laughs> 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 Out of the bus sink. And I woke up that night, and I walked and stepped on that squid piece, and I got in my bed, and two days later, I found a piece of dried squid in my bed. In, in, in your toes? Yeah. So. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. God. Damn. It's a good one. That tour, that's I remember, it was sponsored by Jägermeister, <laughs> and they gave us two cases of Jägermeister, like, so 24 bottles, and it was gone in like two and a half days, and Under didn't drink. We didn't drink yet, no. It was a, that was a messy tour, man.
1: God. A messy tour. Hectic. Yeah. Um, yeah. one time, uh, we used to drive an RV. That was our, what we had. Um, it was my, pretty cushy. It was like amazing. A, like yeah. we we were almost embarrassed because we we're like, we felt like assholes. <laughs> like, like, cause we felt like we, had, I don't know. We came home one day and my parents, they were so uh, scared for us, like, driving ourselves in a van and sleeping in the snow and uh, you know we didn't care but like my parents were real worried so one day we got home and there was an rv waiting for us and it was the most amazing thing we t- toured in that thing forever and uh, anyways um driving through new york is one of the worst things any band can ever do and we're driving an rv in a trailer and we pretty much every time we go there, we're gonna like we're gonna get a ticket. We have to park it and just count on it. Um, anyways, there's low bridges everywhere. There's places you can't drive. We've been escorted by the police, like under bridges that we can't go, and like yep. tunnels. And uh, and this one time we were, it was a great show. Uh, we're all going out to a party afterwards, uh, and I'm following Dance Gavin Dance in their trailer and, and van, <laughs> and. Uh, We're going under this bridge, and it's just like a regular, you know, East Coast bridge, unmarked, nothing. I just nail the top of our RV, and I knock knock off the entire air conditioning system on top. (laughs) And um, it just falls into the street, and it, it like, it's, like, sparks flying, like, my buddies. And it's, like, sitting on the couch, and literally the entire roof just, like, rips open. And, uh... (laughs) And that And It just went from such a great night to the worst <laughs> night of my life. So uh, that was awful. Wow. We had
3: the same thing happen to us uh, one of our first times in a bandwagon. Yeah. And a sign fell off in New York City of the clearance change from like a taller to shorter. And full speed, our TM who was driving mm-hmm. us smashed into a bridge. <laughs> but not, or a tunnel, but not just smashed in. We were going fast enough. It peeled back the roof like literally like a God but we were stuck there because we were going so fast and we had to get pulled out and there was this homeless guy that was sitting like literally right next to it and he was just like why'd you do that? And, and he and we're like jammed like <laughs> oh we were jammed well and, when you uh, hit that though you must have all flown like you're you- oh no we were free well, i thought we there was some sort of volcanic eruption in new york or something i'm like <laughs> uh, it was insane luckily none of us were in like the top bunks we were all just like oh, sitting man. down like watching tv and then it's just Jeez. literally like oh well, there's the sky and this it, is not supposed to be here here's this tunnel and then there's this homeless man just walks to the front, and he's just like knocking on the bandwagon. He's just like, "Why'd you do that?" <laughs> As if we like wanted to.
1: When when we when I did when I did that to our RV, um, it also proceeded to rain like the next three days, and we had a hole in the roof. So, oh yeah, yeah. You, you were just touring with the, the hole in the roof for a few days before we could get it fixed, and wow. there was a hole. Wow. Uh, so we had like this trash can that was just catching rain. <laughs> um. That was crazy. That's so glamorous. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Do thanks. you guys know what bandwagons are? Yeah. Okay. You guys I'd rather walk. If, if for anybody that doesn't know, there's like the there's these levels of, right before a bus, there's a bandwagon. And they're basically like UPS trucks that they put like bunks in. Oh, it's yeah, rough. And it's a it's a box truck with no suspension whatsoever. The van is better. And they I'm literally serious. just put
3: yeah. like four walls, like a like a pod basically, yeah. and then they put bunks in it. Like it's that's, almost that's a bus,
1: and you can drive them too. Like yeah. Yeah. you can. They're they don't have to have a in, license. In Indiana, we fucked one and of those things up. <laughs> oh yeah. Well,
0: in, they're they're licensed in Indiana, and I guess Indiana doesn't have any laws. So they're allowed, to, like Makes literally anyone in sense. this room with a regular driver's license can drive this huge truck with a huge trailer on the back. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. I, I but know. did you know that Silverstein, we were the first band ever to be in a bandwagon? I didn't know mm-hmm. that. We were. Did, did you we, guys wreck it? We, no. It, uh, well, it was, so what happened, we used to be with this company uh, out of Indiana that, that the Jeremy, the guy that runs bandwagon, he used to own. They were called Northern Gold. So they were, they were a pretty small bus company, but we always rented from them because they made fresh bread and soup in the morning for ah, you. I remember this. That was the I thing remember. they locked, did. Locked you in. So one time we, we were trying to get a bus and we got the quote and it was like we were supporting a, another band. It was like, the, you know, there wasn't a lot of money and we were like, shit, I don't know if we can afford to do the tour in the bus. Like we might have to go do it in a van. And they were like, actually, we've got this we other option. option. And I, if I looked at my computer right now, I could probably find the email from Paul like to Shane, Shane at com, subject line, weird bus. <laughs> and I have pictures of the, of the bandwagon. And we we were like, I don't know, fuck it. Let's do it. And we, and we did. So dangerous. It's so, yeah.
2: It's uh, that thing is rough, dude. They weren't black back then either. They were like tan colored. Oh, I I'd, yeah. I'd literally think a van is better. I think a van is safer and better.
3: It, yeah. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Well, because 90% of the time, the person driving it should absolutely not be driving that's it. That's true. And no. that's the most dangerous part. We've
2: always gotten a driver. We've never driven it ourselves. But I don't trust a single person in
3: my band to drive one of those fucking things. <sighs> we've, we've always hired people, but it's always someone they're like, yeah, they know how to drive this thing. And you're just like, there's no credentials. There's no pa- – you <laughs> just have to take someone's word for my it. My other the band, the
2: Almost Rented one, and we drove it. I never – I wouldn't touch that thing. But we – we, t- we got no deposit back we had to pay thousands of dollars at the end trying to park it we ran into a tree <laughs> like you know the whole thing and i you know i just it's not safe yeah i mean they're not great so uh, i wanna, i want to i want to open the floor
0: to uh anyone that might have a question for uh, any of us up here um does anyone have a
1: question you can raise your hand to anyone, anyone anyone you can ask da, 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 anything da, da, da. no but no questions <laughs> everyone we got one right here what's Ice your name breaker. what's your name come come
0: come here I just, they won't hear the mic. So, what's your name? It's Jay. Hi, Jay. Hi. What's your question? <laughs> any tips? Uh, I guess it's not a question. Uh, do you have any tips for a new frontman of a pop punk band? Mm. Tips for a pop punk band singer? I feel
3: like um, you can do really anything.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, you gotta, what, what's the thing? You gotta eat the pizza first? You eat, the, you eat the pizza. Um, <laughs> what then What does that mean? <laughs> right? work, that, that's work. important.
3: <laughs> a lot of jumping. A lot of jumping. Work, uh, do leg day. He's got
0: the backwards hat. That's a good step. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's,
3: that's ma- most of the way. You can dress like you don't care at all times. Long shorts, cargos. Yeah. Long <laughs> socks. Lanyard yeah. around the neck is always
0: a plus, too. Uh-huh. Never <laughs> take it off. No. No. Tour lanyard <laughs> around here, Even if you're not on tour. Make sure you got the laminate on. Yeah, mic stand on the stand. stand. Yeah, that's the way Super,
3: to Super, like, baby face or the biggest beard ever. <laughs> no in-between. Yep. Wax if you have to.
2: <laughs> can you wax your face? Sorry. Yeah, you can wax is this anything. Giving,
3: is this giving you what you want? Great.
0: Perfect. Great. <laughs> Any other questions? Anybody? Maybe we'll take it more seriously. What's up, man? What's your name? Come, come up here if you don't mind. He's got an Aaron Gillespie
2: shirt on. Mm. There you go. Who made those? That's wow, you got some uh, very short hair.
1: Uh, my question is, uh, what's the process for choosing a set list for a, for a tour? Mm. Ooh, that's a good question. I, I will say that it gets a lot harder the more you're a longer your band. I think it gets easier because you got more songs to choose from. Oh, it, it's, I feel it's way what? harder. Well, fucking guitars it's way harder. Stuff.
3: It's well, way harder. I feel like it's way
1: harder. <laughs> Explain this, because I've never yeah, heard this I, before. I, this is a pot take. For me, it's like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, it, it gets easier for me, because I just feel like you have more to choose from. Is that not right? Well, more opportunity <laughs> to piss how long someone off for not playing a song they want. Well, because sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're like, just starting, you're trying to fill your set. You're just trying to fill 45 minutes, and you, you barely have that in, a, in your album. Right. Uh, you're doing covers, you know. And, uh, and I think as time goes on, you're just like, it gets, I mean, it gets harder to choose what you want to play, but at least you don't have that problem anymore. I guess when you're in Pierce Vale and every song that hit, it's super <laughs> easy to, uh, this guy, to pick your set. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I, I always wish that we were like, um, like Pro Jam where they, uh, the set list is different every single night. Right. I do wish that. I, I, wish, that I, I wish that we that could have cool. the ability to do that, but we're a different band that likes to do everything like. Um, uh, very theatrical and get everything you know we we like to plan everything and put on the, a big show for everybody you right know, like the confetti's gonna hit right here you know and like everybody's gotta have and the light <laughs> show has to sync you know it's gotta have, hit have their, the lights programmed we the like show live for that. that you know we love that right and uh but you know at the same time there was actually a time when we wrote two set lists just so that they could be a little different each night and it, but uh, but I've always wanted that kind of vibe where you could be like, write it right before yeah. you go on stage and just we play whatever. We did it for a while.
0: while. We when we did uh, our ten-year anniversary, we 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 did four nights where we played all four albums in a row. God. So we were br- we were brushed up on everything. Sounds like a nightmare. And then the next, yeah, it, it <laughs> sucks. I had so, anxiety. My mind sucked. would be mush. No, be so we, so hard. I have to Google well, my own we learn- lyrics all the time. So yeah. I can't imagine well, we learn them all, and then and then the next like month or whatever, we just were like. We did, like, request sets and shit. It's my least favorite
2: thing in a band to do. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I hate it. Huh. With Under Oath, like, back to the writing thing, we don't do the whole, like, every song happens differently. With my solo stuff, every song, it's like, it might start with a context, like an idea, and then you just, or you might take a guitar that's tuned to, like, drop A and write a song, and then you write the next song, and it's an E standard. So our thing is just so... It takes us a week, yeah, to like just figure out how to play the songs, and then like the the last tour we went on, we had twenty some odd guitars on tour. It's just like that is just I can't, yeah. A guitar tech just wants to murder you. Stress, stress. <laughs> I hate that part. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question,
0: it's uh, it's it's hard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Write all your songs in the same tuning. Yeah. Um, don't be creative. Just be Green Day. <laughs> just be Green Day. <laughs> Kick everyone in your band out. So there's a bass player, guitar player, and a drummer, um, and it'll be great. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions, anyone?
0: Yeah, I knew the floodgates were about to open. What's up? Yeah, uh, if you can come up here, if you don't mind, just so actually, you want to take my, my mic? I'm going to go to
3: the bathroom real quick. I'll, I'll <laughs> hear whatever you have to ask, and I probably oh, that's so nice of you. Here, you can take my yeah, seat, take a seat. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Set up. Set up <laughs> there we go. I warmed it up. What's your name? Oh, my name's
0: Emmanuel. Emmanuel, 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 got it, got it.
3: So I just want to know, like, what was the one of the like memorable thing? That, memorable thing that happened during a show, like that you guys performed
1: mm.
0: in. Uh, I got hit in the bo- uh, in the face with a bottle once. Ooh, uh, it was a vitamin water bottle that was full. Oh. ow Whoa. on warp tour in really? California. Yeah,
2: you guys are more. I want
0: to say man. it was an accident, but I'm not so sure. Mm. Yeah, God, that was memorable. Man. had a, I saw a, a huge black eye.
2: Uh, in 2006 it might have been in 2018, I, I saw a kid in a wheelchair get crowd-surfed onto the stage in Vegas at the Hollywood Bowl. That's badass. It was, super, it was sick. I love <laughs> that. He got
1: all the way up. Sick. Like,
2: two dudes stopped playing, and, like, Spencer, nice. like, stopped, and they, like, picked the whole... It was cool.
1: God. Um, Let's crazy. go to Telly. Telly! Telly? Telly's <laughs> in the can. Crazy things on stage. Um, God trying to there's just been a billion things that have happened to us uh okay i got one um so uh i started using a wireless mic and uh just because i'm a guitar player and Cause you love new metal no because i actually i love your I, inner fred durst i watched like a you know i think that billy joe from green day does it well you know uh-huh. and i was like how do you be a front man and still be playing guitar? Because it's really hard. We can't get in people's faces because we're playing guitar the whole time. And, uh, I found that, you know, he does that. He just grabs it, runs around, puts it back. Right. And it's like, uh, so I started doing that. And, and, um, so, you know, before each show we're backstage and we're getting ready to go on and, you know, they bring me the microphone and I check my ears and, you know, you know, give a little check. And, um, And then they go out there and put it on the mic stand for me. And uh, so we start the show, big intro, you know, all this tension. And I go out there, and there's no microphone on the stand. And I'm like... Fucking mic! I'm like yelling at my crew. I like we have a um, we have a talkback mic. It's a special mic that only our crew hears. So I like press a button and I'm like yelling. I'm like, "Where's the mic? There's no mic on the stage." You know, like we're, it's about to like start the show. I'm about to sing. And where was? This? Do you remember where the show was? No, I have no idea. Okay, um, freaking out. Like everyone backstage running around looking for the microphone. I pull. It, I, I reach to my back pocket and I pull out the microphone and just set Man, it up like a giant ass. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to our entire crew after the show. I was like, guys, like I'm so sorry that was. I have my a good bad. no
2: mic story. I was playing drums for Paramore and we were on tour in South America with Kings of Leon. Oh wow! And we were playing at these are the biggest shows I've ever seen. Yeah. We were playing like stadium, like we were arenas playing, and stuff. no, no, no. We were playing on an airstrip. Like, wow. like a r- runway. Like a tarmac. And, yes, in Brazil. And there's, I don't know, there's people, man. Like heads and <laughs> bodies. <laughs> yes. And we go out there, and I'm like, it's Lollapalooza. It's Lollapalooza, South America. And we go out there, and it's dark. And Haley, she has a cordless microphone, and she always would take it out with her. And I don't know what happened, but we start playing. Ain't it fun? And it's people, man. I mean, yep. it's electricity. And there's no vocals. And I'm just sitting back there And playing drums And I look and she's just dancing <laughs> And I'm like What are you doing? She goes I don't have a microphone <laughs> So you just start dancing <laughs> So she just danced For like three quarters of the song And then someone brought her one Wow it was Eventually sick. somebody wow. figured it out Yeah <laughs> She didn't get mad though That was the takeaway Like She just <laughs> was like It's incredible Doing her thing And I was like Yeah
0: Damn I would have lost my shit Like, like Vic Like Vic I, yeah. Oh yeah Yelling
1: at It was in your pocket uh, yeah. Telly where are you? <laughs>
0: Get up here! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Thanks for the question, man. Thanks, Appreciate Liam. it. Um, so I, I don't. I guess we probably got to wrap this up pretty soon. Uh, telly has got a birthday party to go to. Ow. Um. Yeah. But uh, sure, blame I, I want to ask you guys just kind of kind of what's going on. Um, I want to know about new music from Vic. I want to know about new music from Under Oath. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. What do you think, um, Bone? You're gonna break next.
3: You know, that, <laughs> I, that was what I was thinking about when I was urinating in the restroom just now was my craziest thing. And I, I've just, I've probably broke more bones touring than any person ever.
0: Yeah. I think you have the record. I broke your fucking
3: back, dude. Yeah. yeah that's, that's uh, that is about as I ca- metal I, as it gets. So I counted the other day. I think I've now in my lifetime, I broke over 40 bones.
1: Are you serious? Yeah. 40?
3: And, but it sounds really bad when you say it like that. Um, a lot of them have been just, like, through sporting events and random things where you're just kind of like, uh, this, this happens. Then I carried that into touring, and, I, like, I broke my back, and then I stayed on tour, and everyone was just like, you're so dumb. And I was just like, this is what, you know, you do. You just keep yeah. going. Well, I, I hope badass. that
0: you don't break anymore, and I hope you, you know, take it easy on
3: the I wear sunglasses the people.
0: now, so I don't um, have to do other crazy cool shit. New record coming out February 21st? Yes, sir. Monomania? That's yes, exciting.
3: Yes, that is the name of it. And uh what can people expect? Um I don't think you can expect what the record's going to sound like. Uh you know, going back just briefly to like what Aaron was talking about with like you know, kind of like putting your soul and your truth out there. Um you know, we, we started writing way sooner. I think the the first song that I, uh, I ended up writing that ended up on the album, uh, I wrote in November of 2018. Um, one of the songs on the record we started trying to write five years ago, and we just couldn't find, like, the soul of the song. And, uh, you know, sometimes that happens. But for this one, it was just like, emotions. And if a song felt a certain way and we connected to it, we just took it as far as it could go. And, uh, yeah. so for the first time, like I know that sounds kind of crazy. Um, 12 years in me and Vic, were talking about it earlier. Uh, I feel like this is, this is the most me that I've felt. I think vocally, like this is the most honest and this is just the closest to who the word alive has been building towards this whole time. But um, there's definitely gonna be uh people who have listened to us from like day one that uh they might not understand it. They're um, gonna be pissed. You know, they're there <laughs> there's no twenty twelve on, on this record. But okay. um hopefully what transcends that is just that I think that people really just want to hear real shit. And uh I think when people do, you get that feeling and there you go. might you might not know what it is but it's going to make you keep listening to it. And for me, like my records that I grew up listening to that made me feel that way, uh, a lot of them I didn't know if I really liked it at first, but there was just something about it that pulled me in. And uh, so I hope this record can be that too, you know, old fans and new fans. Awesome. And Aaron, um, the Almost record is out now. It's been
0: out for a a little while. on tour now.
2: Yep. In a van. Nice. No. (laughs) (laughs) I realized how... Not cut out I was for that.
0: Well, you, you, you know, when you get in the van, at least you get hotels every night and It's stuff cool like to see that, stuff, right? too. You get it's to cool, sh- Right. It's, it's cool to see stuff. You can take uh, your, the van through Taco Bell drive through You can't take a bus through the drive-thru. If there, I, I eat Taco advantages. Bell at 36,
2: I might shit out my liver. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mess with the Taco Bell. No, yeah, so we're on tour doing that. Um, the record came out in October. I made that record in six days in a house in Joshua Tree, just... Yeah, uh, it's like a cathartic kind of exercise for me because we we've, we've really started um, writing some under oath stuff now. We're doing a bunch of uh, in a couple weeks. We're like our last record um, was such a different process for us. You know, we did this thing where we just said we're not going to make the statement. Is this under oath enough? You know, right? Because I think that that's for a band that's been a band for 15 years. It's super dangerous to go. Is this us enough? Because the us that we were when we were 23 is just. I mean, we're all in our, mid- we have t- 13 kids between the six of us, you know what I mean? Wow. So it's like. It's and you got just, one on the way, don't you? I do, a girl. Yeah, congratulations. Crazy. Congrats, yeah, man. I can't yeah. believe it. Thank you. So uh, so we are actually going to all get in a room and like write like it's 2005, like with amps and no in-ears. Nice. And, um, and that's in a couple weeks. So we've been doing a bunch of like writing um, on cool. our so, own. And, so, so maybe a record. Late this year Probably next year I don't know I, You know what We're not I, I think that for us We'll implode again If we say This is the I would hope By the end of the year But I yep. just I don't know I, I don't and, and, You know We never know What it's gonna sound like With that band it's, yep. That band is like a Every record is its own thing So Can't I wait. have no idea Can't wait I love the last yeah. one Thank you. and uh, I like yeah, th- Maybe we'll get another Grammy nom out
0: of it. And Vic. Mm, yeah. Wow, Vic. Hello. My man. You've he's, he's, he's been out of the limelight a little while. I know you're a slow writer. Um, <laughs> talk to me about what's been going on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am the slowest writer on on planet Earth. Uh, I like that you have that mantra that, that you said like of, like, is this under oath enough? Or, like, uh, I think ours, we've had a similar thing, is where we're, like... Um, you know, we um, asked her, or I told the guys the other day, I was like, if we were starting over tomorrow, like as a new band, like what would we do if we were starting completely over tomorrow? Probably hip hop would be a smart decision. What, just like, you know, from every aspect of it, you know, musically, um, uh, marketing, anything, you know, anything about a band, like if we were starting over tomorrow. What would you do? And I, I think that works for anything, you know, like uh, it can relate to anybody. But um, I thought it was a really, we all were really inspired by that thought, you know, In um, that just um, it sort of renewed us on what we need to do as a band. And uh, it's, it's, I guess, you know, we've been a band for over 10 years now and reaching that, what's the next 10 years going to feel like and, and what's that going to be? Um, I think that was the question that kind of, kicked us off um for this next record okay um and uh i think i'm feeling like it's almost there <laughs> i've okay. been uh yeah i've been working on it for uh a year and a half almost two two years i don't even know how long it's been but um uh i think we have all the songs and we're getting like real close uh i have an album title i'm like feeling real good about everything Great. so uh you know it, it's for us it's just literally just Uh, you know lyrics take me forever i like to wait until song presents itself sometimes you know i'll save a song like i'll be like i'm not ready to tackle this lyrically yet because it's not i don't feel anything like i that's important enough that i want to talk about and i wait for that and sometimes like i have to wait for it and like that's just how we do it yeah but um it's a weird process and it takes forever and you know i love to tinker with guitar parts and vocal harmonies and this and that and uh uh, yeah, I just, I never know what I'm doing or how to do it. It's literally, you just gotta, every writing process is completely different. And, um, and I think I'm finding the beauty in that and embracing that, that, uh, you can't do the same thing twice ever. Uh, you, you know, um, I remember trying to like, when we wrote our second record, I was like, God, I really want to write my lyrics like I did on the first record. I really loved, I felt like it was my best work. And I was like, I gotta, yeah. I gotta recreate that. And then I learned, uh, you know, lessons over the years of each record that you can't do that. It has to be current. It has to be what's going on in the, in the last year of your life or whatever it is. And, um, so yeah, just trying to capture all that and we're getting close though. So I feel Great. good. So that's all where right. I'm at. I maybe a little more writing and then I think we'll get there. I love it. All right.
0: Well, hey. Uh, what well, no. What's there, that?
3: There's four of us. Oh, you. Oh me? Yeah. Well, we, yeah. Have, so we have a, video. We have a One. new
0: album, uh coming out. I know. I'm, I'm like the host, though. I, I don't know. No. I, I don't know when, when to talk.
3: Infinite uh, is the best Silver Scene song to date.
0: That's c- crazy. I biasly agree. And I feel I, like I'm in an infinite you, Aaron, sandwich for, right now. Thank you, Aaron, for uh, putting your it's awesome it. It was, how it happened no we, we did a record um it's done it's coming out march 6th it's called a beautiful place to drown and uh coming out on unfd unified Records.
2: it is the most interesting silver and, scene uh, music.
0: yeah and uh yeah i think i think the record is a lot different for us and um th- i think like telly said it's gonna freak out a few people but maybe that's good You know, it's always um, good. Album has to be good. This is LP number nine for us, so if we're not gonna, if if not now, then when. So uh, yeah, we're feeling good about it. So I think uh,
3: learning to embrace like feeling like scared, like oh, what's gonna happen? Like that's kind of I feel like how you should. If you go into it feeling like yeah, we made what people want to hear, like that's not yeah, planet safe is. We always
2: Spencer has this thing that he says that when Erase Me came out, people loved it and people hated it. There was nobody in the middle. Like oh, all right. It was yeah. either like this band, I hate this band now, or this is their best work. Um, but it was completely honest for us. And he has this mm. thing that he always says that I think is so smart. He's like, if everyone's just like, yeah, it's good, like, you're in trouble then. People need mm. to be polarized by it. I really I think that. Like, they need to be like, oh, my God, this is so good. Or I, Like you said before, like, my favorite records I didn't like when I first heard them. They, right. had to, they had to grow. So I think that if you're not making that music... You're not being honest. I really believe that. I think if you're just giving, you know, we could go make a Define the Great Line part too. We all could do that and maybe it would sell and maybe it wouldn't, but it would be a lie to everybody. Right. It would be a lie for us to go, oh, where's your old shit? Like, we're old shit. We don't feel the same way and we're 36 now. So if we give you our old shit again, we're literally lying to you and taking your money. Yeah. You know?
0: I, I love it. I
3: literally completely agree.
0: I love it. We agree. We all agree. All right, well, thanks so much. Anything else to tell the people before we wrap this up?
1: Uh, I want to thank Fearless for um, supporting uh, my nonprofit, which is called Live in the Dream Foundation. Um, Some of the profits from this event are going to Live in the Dream Foundation, which is – I'm sure you guys have worked with them over the years. I I just joined on about a year ago, and basically uh, the – you know, our our statement is we make dreams come true for children and young adults who are suffering or battling life-threatening illnesses. So um, the way I came to know them was by just playing festivals and they would, uh, this is what would happen. They would uh, bring up a family who was there at the festival, uh, a kid who was really going through it, going through something really life-threatening and struggling. This was like their day to go out, feel energized, meet their favorite bands, meet their heroes, watch from stage, uh, just have the most VIP awesome experience of their life. And um, uh, I loved it. I like loved meeting these people and it was the most tangible, real charity that I'd ever seen. So um, now uh, you know, years later, I'm a part of it now and helping run it. And uh, it is, uh, it's been so rad. So, um, so this event is helping keep Living the Dream Foundation going. Um, if you guys want to donate or check it out, uh, go to LTDFoundation.org. So. Perfect. All right.
0: Thanks, everybody, for uh, being here. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen Fearless. 25 years, 25 more. I love it. So there it is with the boys, Vic, Aaron, and Telly. I want to thank them so much for taking the time and really for just being open to sitting down and having such an honest conversation with me and with everybody about what we go through as lead singers. And some of the stuff, I don't know if anyone's ever talked about steroids, you know, that is crazy. And I wasn't even aware that it's so prevalent and, you know, I guess it helps people get through the show and, um, I'll be honest, I'm going to think about this the next time I'm on tour and I'm having issues with my voice, but very, very, very cool stuff. And I want to thank them so much. I want to thank Heather and everyone at fearless records for setting this up. And I had a great time. Uh, their Grammy party was awesome. So congratulations to fearless celebrating 25 years what a label. They've been so supportive of this podcast for so long. I think I've had like all their bands on. So really, really awesome. And I want to thank them again so much for having me. I will leave you with some tunes. Three artists. That means three songs. So here is Circles by Pierce the Veil, Rapture by Under Oath, and a brand new one, No Way Out, from The Word Alive. Peace and love.